Hey, I'm Steve. Welcome to the podcast today, Stuff with Steve. I'm getting right to it. I'm sitting here with John Green right across from me. Hey. And I want to say Lent is heretical. Christians shouldn't do Lent. <laughs> See, I got him right off the bat. Right off the bat. So, okay. okay, why, so I'm being a little, why well, should... I'm being a little out there yeah. just for sake of conversation. But but I get a little concerned sometimes when people think you're, if You're I going give for up, clickbait. Well, yeah. maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're assuming I okay. know what that no, means. No, sorry. I, inter- I, do. I, I interrupted you. Keep, okay. But keep going. <laughs> if, if, if Lent has to do with maybe the theological concept of penance and you're trying to earn grace, uh, trying to earn your justification in some way, then I think that's, that's not good. But uh, I'm not sure that's what people mean by Lent. But I think there might be some people out there who have that kind of an idea. Right. So let's just talk about, first off, what is Lent? You know more about this than I do. So what yeah. is Lent? And give us a little bit of the so, background. So Lent is a practice. So like even in the New Testament, we see examples of Christians fasting for uh, for spiritual guidance mm-hmm. and those sorts of things. And so early on, Christians adopted the practice that came from the Jewish practice of fasting. And they, uh, and then by about the fourth century or so through the 11th or 12th century, this, this whole idea of, uh, identifying in the, in the gospels, when Jesus goes out in the de- into the desert for 40 days, mm-hmm. uh, for spiritual guidance from God and to be tested spiritually before he begins his ministry, the Christians started practicing that same type of 40 day sort of thing mm-hmm. in the days, in the 40 days leading up to Easter as a way of identifying with the um, identifying their sin and their need for redemption right in in the lead up to Easter where we celebrate our redemption and all of that sort of stuff and then you know lots of things over the years but I would say that the main idea for Lent is the the Old Testament idea of grieving over sin or grieving over loss and therefore you fast Mm -hmm. to identify with that grief or this idea of spiritual renewal or understanding of my uh, my need for God or direction from God in my life. And that's a, a reason to practice Lent as well. Okay. And so it seems to be a predominantly maybe Catholic thing as well. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's the, mostly a Catholic thing. I think the Orthodox probably practice some form of fasting but i think mm-hmm. in the like my understanding is like the orthodox and i might be wrong if you're listening and you're orthodox please correct me but um the they fast like f- every week friday and saturday leading up to going to church on sunday mm-hmm. is the practice of the orthodox church so but i think in the in recent history maybe in the last 50 or 60 years with the advent of postmodernism and all that sort of stuff a bunch of Protestants have sort of glommed onto this Catholic practice. I think you're absolutely right about that. It's yeah. it's, it's morphed, not morphed is the wrong word, but more and more Protestants are participating in Lent. Right. And, yeah. I, and I think it's because a lot of people that grew up Protestant, a lot of Protestant denominations don't celebrate uh, the history of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so this, this knowledge of this practice that, that goes back at least as far as we know, like the fourth, third or fourth century. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we, we know that Christians have done this in some way as for as long as there have been Christians. Um, and so I think a lot of people that grew up Protestant 
sort of are looking for ways to do things that connect them with the early church and not just with the Reformation. So uh, my understanding is when it's practiced, when Lynn is practiced between Ash Wednesday yeah. and Good Friday? Or all uh, the way between Easter. Easter Sunday, okay. yeah. But and it's the 40... I think it works out to yeah. actually 46 days, I read. Yeah, because... Kind of, but anyway. Because I think the Catholics don't count Sundays. Sundays, that's right. And other feast days for saints. So like St. Patrick's Day doesn't mm-hmm. count. And those these feast days don't count because you're supposed to celebrate on those days. So we don't... We take a break from our mourning okay. and our connection with sin to feast and celebrate the lives of holy people or the... The, uh, Can you explain to everybody listening, like, hey, what exactly is Ash Wednesday? Because some people might say, oh, I saw somebody on TV and they had the, or somebody I know in person has the ashes. Oh, on the well, yeah. I mean, I don't know super well, but yeah, but, but it's you it's, know more than I do about it's this. the idea. So like you ever you read all through the Old Testament about the idea of grief or identification with sin, and there's there's always like fasting and then sackcloth and ashes. Right. And Mm -hmm. so the idea is like at the beginning of Lent, you cover yourself in ash. Right. Uh, In the same way as like Old Testament prophets did or King David did as a way of identifying your sin and starting that sort of grieving or mourning process over your sin. So that's that would be the uh, the Protestant take on (laughs) a Protestant's take on the practice of Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Great. So an evangelical Protestant's take on. Yeah. So when you think about Lent and the value of Lent for us today, what do you think the, is there something that you say, Hey, here are one or two reasons why I think it's good. And there's value to practicing Lent. Well, not just Lent, but fasting in general. Okay. Fasting. Right. So I think like, we are like pretty uneducated about the value of fasting. So like, what is it in, uh, in Matthew at the, uh, the transfiguration and the, the, uh, the disciples try to cast out a demon Mm -hmm. and they can't. Right. Right. And Jesus tells them that they don't have any faith and that, this only this kind can only be comes with prayer, with and, prayer and, fasting. and fasting right and then or like uh or when in the book of acts there are several times where the apostles and the early the church are looking for spiritual guidance and they they're it says that as they were praying and fasting right mm-hmm. and so this idea that um fasting is a thing uh that helps us um as a spiritual discipline seek spiritual guidance from God Mm -hmm. or, or the power of the Holy spirit in our lives. Um, I think that's highly valuable, but I don't think that's how most people do fasting. Okay. So sometimes I want to come back to this value thing, but it seems like, uh, when we're talking about fasting, we're talking about fasting from food, fasting from food during Lent will fast from video games or from, and they'll pick something. I don't want to call it silly. Well, maybe it's silly. I'll fast from lying. Yeah, no, that <laughs> or, one's silly. That yeah, so, you can call that silly. Or fast from speeding. Yeah, sure. Or, but I'll fast games. from breaking the law. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't think that works. We're all fast yeah. from social media. Yeah, and so so I think I think people do that as a way of making it uh, maybe attainable or this. There's this idea that it, ha- it should be sacrificial or it should be mm-hmm. something that I have to give up. But I I don't know. I'm skeptical of that these days. 
of for me. Like giving up like social media, giving or video up social games media or, like or video games or those kinds of things. Because uh, not because it's not it can't be valuable, but I think many people sort of flirt with Jesus's condemnation in Matthew six about. Um, appearing as though you're fasting or doing fasting as a matter of convenience mm-hmm. or feeling like I'm being spiritual or those sorts of things rather than seeking God's guidance or mm-hmm. seeking God's power uh, in their lives, which is the purpose of fasting, right? <clears throat> so so the, like the, the quintessential example would mm-hmm. be the person who's going to give up social media and then on on Mardi Gras on Fat Tuesday, the day mm-hmm. before Ash Wednesday, they post like, okay, everybody, it's time for my my Lent fast from social media. So if you need to reach me for the next 40 days, you can call me on my cell if you know me. And then, but if not, mm-hmm. see you after Easter. You know, it's like that to me borders on the whole like idea of Look at me. What Jesus me. is condemning in yeah. Matthew six, where he's like uh, people walking around like with sullen looks on their face and in his direction. Like, don't do that. Wash your face, put on nice clothes and act like you're not fasting. Yeah. Right. And so um, and and he says that when you seek attention for a fast, that's your only reward that you get. You mm-hmm. don't actually get spiritual power from God or spiritual guidance from God. You're not going to get that reward. The attention that you got was the reward that you so get. So when you've practiced fasting, yeah. uh, how does that work for you? Walk us through a little bit about well, uh, one, how I you don't, do it. And, yeah. I don't talk about it anymore. Okay. Well, we're trying to educate people. <laughs> right. Not, yeah. Yeah. We're not, giving attention to yourself so in times that in times that i have fasted in my life the i that looks like like i for me i try to stick to i've done where i gave up red meat you know or whatever Mm uh i've done where i've not eaten any food for large periods of time during a day. And what's, what's large periods of time? I just want to try to help people like, who are listening think about this a little bit. M- like I might go from like lunchtime one day until lunch or dinner the following day. So twenty four hours. Yeah, twenty four okay. hours or so. I've got the first time I ever did any sort of fasting. I was a summer missionary in Atlanta, Georgia, in nineteen ninety six, mm-hmm. and uh, me and a few of the other guys on our team decided that it was the spiritual thing to do before the mm-hmm. Olympics started to do a, f- okay. a one week fast. Yeah. So we weren't going to eat any food for a week because like we were all dumb 20 year olds. And did you make it? <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, you made yeah. It, but right. our supervisor was like, no, you shouldn't do that. Like that's a week without food and you mm-hmm. can't, you can't do that. And um, so let's just say that you started a fast just hypothetically today. Yeah. And then tomorrow morning you're not eating breakfast. Are right. you using that time to, pray or think about things right and yes so yes if i'm doing a spiritual fast so the the other thing that in this conversation is that the brand like the fad right now for Mm -hmm. like diet and fitness is intermittent fasting correct right and so this idea that like going without food for long periods of time is healthy for you but that and and that might be true and that might be good but that is not the purpose of spiritual fasting the the purpose of spiritual fasting is because i'm seeking god's guidance in my life or i'm seeking spiritual renewal so yeah the the idea would be like if you were if you were going to fast like when you feel hungry spend time in prayer mm-hmm. and 
and dedicate yourself to prayer time during that time of of fasting rather than like fasting is never in scripture is never a thing by itself it's always accompanied with prayer it's always prayer and fasting and mm. all those types of things and so this idea that we would just like fast to fast just to not eat food is not the practice of fasting in spirituality as a spiritual discipline. Yeah. So I think you said something that I find interesting. You said prayer and fasting. Right. And I'm trying to reflect. I don't remember a time where it said fasting and prayer. I don't know. Yeah, it, but, it might, but, but it's maybe the, emphasis, but it's always, there's a connection there. Right. right it's, in scripture. It's a thing to accompany seeking God mm-hmm. and to emphasize that in your life. And, and I think that like, I always like the, you know, what Jesus's response to Satan in the desert, that man doesn't live for bread alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Or that, or that food is created for your body and his response to about food and the Sabbath and the Sabbath is created for man. You know, like the, this idea that our bodies are not created for food. Our bodies are not created for sex. They're not created for those things. They're created to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this idea of de- intentionally depriving ourselves of things. Paul even talks about fasting from sex uh, when he's talking about married couples. And it might, be a, it might be healthy for you to not gratify your bodily urges mm-hmm. so that you can seek wisdom from God in your life. Right. right? So... So yeah, I think I think that that prayer aspect is important. Yeah. Yeah. So back to the whole Lent thing for a second, yeah. because it seemed like during Easter season it becomes somewhat of a popular thing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure where that came from, but but it seems like a lot of people don't quite have the uh what am I trying to say, the right perspective on Lent because I hear people say, Well, I'm getting ready to focus more on on Easter and it's helping me to do that. That's sure. what I hear from people. Right. So one of my questions is some people do the whole Lent thing for other reasons. Right. Right. And then some people want to focus on 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 uh, the on Easter. But then I wonder how many people want to I've done bad things in my life, I need to make up for it. And that's that's the point that I'm going. I wonder how much of that is out there. Do you think people think that and then go, okay, I'm going to spend time in prayer and fasting? <laughs> or do you think that people, because see, I would, I would, I, I might be think that when people think, I, I, yeah. agree, I would agree with that, but maybe people then try to do virtuous things, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to give to charity or those types of things in response to that to that urge to make up for sure make i'm saying up for two it, things right? one that you can try to kind of atone for your own stuff right 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 like uh, i'll i'll do charity work or i just need to beat myself up i need to suffer for what i've done and i'm going to suffer by yeah maybe so by you know so that's the little part that i wonder because i just don't know how many people might have that but a lot of people just give up stuff because everybody else is doing it right yeah yes or be yeah yeah. So, yeah. So recently you and I participated in a 20, no, 30, 36 hour, hour prayer vigil. Yeah. Yeah. Did you fast during that? I did not fast during Me neither. that. Yeah. So, but I went, I did the, you know, I came for a couple hours of the 36 yeah. hour prayer vigil. And I think you did even more of that. Yeah. But what happens, here's my question, when entire groups of people actually can have a focused time of prayer and fasting? It seems like. 
seems like that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. For, I mean, historically speaking and scripturally speaking, it seems that when entire groups of people do that, then there are things like revival movements and mm-hmm. spiritual awakenings and tongues of fire landing on people's heads. You know, like yeah. those are the kinds of things that happen when whole groups of people dedicate themselves to prayer and fasting. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Hey, what would you say to somebody who's never, uh, who's never fasted to encourage them to say, Hey, give this a shot. Yeah. What would you say? I would say, uh, I would say, Hey, give it a shot. <laughs> that's uh, profound but but not but not uh i would say i would say that the some of the spiritual disciplines that like i heard somebody say one time about fitness uh and about getting in shape because you know you and i are both ripped guys we are we're the peaks of <laughs> fitness so yeah but i heard somebody say one time about about fitness that like there's this there's this uh, there's this part of the the like the fitness and health industry that's always trying to sell you things, but everybody knows what the main things are, right? Like move more, eat well, sleep well, and like that's pretty much it, right? Mm-hmm. And if you do those things consistently, you'll get him, you'll be healthier, right? Right. Absolutely. And and this, I would say the same thing is true with the spiritual disciplines. I think people are always looking for like new and interesting ways to freshen it up, right? Mm-hmm. But when the Bible talks about fasting, it talks about food. Uh, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam all practice fasting. It's always with food. Mm-hmm. And and so in, instead of trying to figure out some niche way of making it interesting for yourself or giving yourself a challenge, just give up food for a day. Mm-hmm. And but don't just like tough it out and white knuckle it. Spend that day also in prayer. And then the other thing I would recommend. So there's two things, one, three things. Give it a shot. Give up food for a day and spend that day in prayer, asking God for wisdom or whatever. And then the third was have one person that in your life that knows about it and they can ask you how it went. Yeah. Um, so a couple of months ago, I had a decision to make about something and I fasted for two days. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't tell anybody. I didn't even tell Mary if she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> find these things out about me. And uh, and I tried to use those times like that 30 minute lunchtime or breakfast time to to pray about the decision. I needed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this seems like it was helpful to me. It gave me more focus, set aside time. Sure. Yeah. So there that's was the other aspect to- of that. Like you have more time when you're not eating. Right. So. Mm-hmm. The time that you take to like drive to a restaurant or prepare food or mm-hmm. all of those things, like devoting that time to prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm probably way off calling Lent heretical. I think maybe maybe the way many people practice <laughs> Lent might be heretical. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not the concept itself. Not the concept. Yeah. Of, like, should we fast even for long periods of time to seek God and to seek God's power and wisdom and authority in our lives. Yes, we should do that. Okay. I'm buying it. I agree. All right. Hey, John, thanks for talking about Lent and setting me me. straight. uh, (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Ash Wednesday all the way to Easter. You know more about that stuff than I do, so it's great. Hey, I'm Steve. Glad you listened to the podcast today as John and I talked about Lent and fasting and some spiritual benefits to uh, 
to this spiritual practice. Hey, grace and peace be with you, and we'll catch you next time. Awesome.